home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. The uh, intro cut off a little bit. I don't know what was going on there, but everybody, welcome to a Friday with Derek the Kid episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm your host, Nostrack Fine, joined every Friday on Derek the Kid Friday by Derek Bell. And right before we jumped on here, Derek starts talking about, you know, Derek the Kid, where that came from. Because when we all, everybody who watches this, everybody who knows Derek the Kid knows Derek the Kid. Half of the people, once you mention your last name, everybody's like, Bell. I didn't even know your last name was Bell. What's going on here? You were about to tell me I had to cut you off, though. I want to hear it here for the first time. Derek the Kid, where does it come from? Everybody, welcome to All Steelers Talk. So the so when I made my Twitter back in like I think it was 2010 or 2011, like I was trying to figure out a username and like that's when like people were just now starting to like really use Twitter. So I Mike Wallace was my guy. Like I love Mike Wallace, and right. that his Twitter name was like Wallace the Kid. So I literally just I got on there one day <laughs> and just made my stuff like that and then just rolled with it. But it's so funny because like how many people like I've met like from Twitter that literally like entered like basically know me as that or like call me that. The Derek um, the Kid. The, and like but now Wallace. but Wallace has been gone for so long. Like Wallace, you know, he left after two thousand twelve. So like I just never changed my stuff because it was like I don't <laughs> I don't care. And then uh, now that, like, as times went on, like, I think people don't know where that's from because I, I don't know. Mike Wallace kind of got a weird uh, reputation. I think he's, like, kind of underrated in uh, terms of, like, Steelers, like, history just because oh, of the yeah. way he went out. Like, he kind of got that big contract. People, you know, people don't like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, that's where it's from. It's kind of funny because, like, I'll tell people that from time to time and they're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know that. Derek the kid. I didn't even. Yeah, I would have never. By 2012, like I think I got a Twitter at like in like 2012, 2013. So like yeah. Mike Wallace has already gotten. I would have never known that in my life. I don't even think I right. follow him. Is it still? Is it, it still? It is still. It is Mike still. the kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Mike, there it Wallace is. The, the legend kid is what it is. Mike Wallace the kid. Derek the kid. We'll let Steelers Nation decide what one's better. I got a, I got a feeling who they pick here, if we're going to be honest. But, you know, like you just said, people are a little biased. So no hate out there to Mike Wallace. We love a good Mike Wallace. I agree. I think he's very underrated in Steelers history as a wide receiver. And at the time when the whole Antonio Brown getting a major contract over Mike Wallace thing happened, I mean, that could win either way. Obviously, the Antonio Brown situation worked out for the best, you know, until a yeah. couple of years ago. But That's overall, it worked out for the best. Yeah, that's the thing, too. It worked out good for us. I mean, I, I like Mike. He's been uh, – in my interactions with him, he's been really cool. But yeah. it worked out well for us. We got Antonio out of it, and we had a good run there until, you know, things kind of went off the rails. But Yeah, until, until 2018, but that's all right. I actually just missed yeah. the whole Antonio Brown segment. I think that – like, I come in, and everybody – I tell people all the time, like, I'm like, oh, my first year was the Duck Hodges year, which was – Pretty, right. pretty awesome. But it would have been even better, yeah. I think, if I started off at the end of the Antonio Brown craziness and then just went right yeah. in and then right into COVID and now Ben's disaster of a year. I, it could yeah. be me. I could be the problem, if we're being honest. <laughs> Fridays, we all know, we y'all know who to blame. We all know. Yeah, yeah. All right. All righty. All righty. All righty. It's week five. The Pittsburgh Steelers are one and three. The Denver Broncos come to town. Teddy Bridgewater is expected to play. He was cleared from concussion protocol today. So if the Denver Broncos want him out there, they could have him out there. Melvin Gordon 
is also expected to play after a lower body injury. I want to start with the quarterback. When you look at Teddy Bridgewater, he's been pretty effective, as as effective as he might have ever been in his NFL career so far. I understand that that's a roller coaster of a ride that, that he went on there, a lot of injuries. What do you see from him, and how does he work in this Denver offense? Yeah, I mean, Teddy's kind of always been that guy, man, at least in the last couple of years. Like, he's had to take some spots that haven't been – they're just been teams that haven't wanted to, like – they wanted to go on dates with him but not wanting to marry him, I guess, like long-term. And that's kind of, like, been the rep with Teddy, right? Yeah. Like, he's, he's always been this, like, careful game manager type quarterback who's going to make the plays that are presented to him. But he's just not really overly dynamic, and he doesn't push the ball down the field a ton. But um, – this year, it kind of seems like, you know, he has been pushing the ball down the field more. So, like, I think that's kind of where you see um, just a little bit of a difference in terms of, like, what he was showing the first three games, you know, before he was knocked out of the last game against the Ravens. Um, just the ability to push the ball down the field. And Denver, they've got the weapons to do it, man. Like, Noah Fant, he's a, he's an awesome young tight end um, out of Iowa. You know, before K.J. Hamler got hurt, you know, you, you look at the speed that he kind of brings that offense. Um, Cortland Sutton, kind of big body, jump ball receiver, but he can he can do some things on the perimeter. So um, even, like, guys like Tim Patrick, like, good yeah. players that um, can really um, help your, like, passing offense. So there's – I think Jerry Judy is, like, one of the best route runners in the game, too. He was wide receiver one for me coming out of – um Alabama so they've just got a bunch of weapons that they can um use and he kind of uses at his disposal so um Teddy's playing pretty well man um it's cool to see I'm I'm from Louisville so it's kind of cool to see Teddy doing well he's a he's a great dude so yeah Teddy Teddy Bridgewater I've always been a fan of Teddy two gloves I feel like he got yeah. it like the dude was he was Lamar Jackson but like we were already kind of past like at that point, there was like a couple of those quarterbacks right in a row that were just like, yo, this guy's real cool. And like, I think Teddy yeah. Bridgewater like started that one off. Tommy Armstrong came after that in Nebraska. You know, there was a yeah. lot of them. It was a start of the train. I agree, though. I think that what Bridgewater is doing real well is it, he's just connecting. You know, I think that was his biggest issue back in, in – you could go as far back as Minnesota, but especially last year in Carolina is he didn't really like th- – there wasn't that – I don't know. It, it, he was unable to go deep. Obviously, that's always been a concern of him. But he was just off. Like everything just seemed like nothing was clicking. He was unconfident in his team. He was unconfident in his decisions. This season, I feel like he's got a lot of faith in these guys that you talk about. And obviously, that room is—I uh, mean, it's one of the best rooms out there. And that's hard to say because there are a lot of wide receiver tight end combos in the NFL right now yeah. that are dirty. But Noah Fant obviously it starts there. Keith Butler literally was asked, "Yo, who are these guys?" In Denver, he said 87. That's it. That's all we got to worry about is 87. That's yeah. true. The dude has come into himself and I think, was this, year three for Noah Fan here? Um, yeah. Cortland Sutton. I think Cortland Sutton, that's the problem with all these wide receivers is they've never been healthy together. Obviously, last year was Judy's rookie season, but they, they've always, at least one of them is dealing with something. Last year was Judy. Before that or after that, it was Sutton. This year, it's Hamler. When they're all together – they click. They play those roles so, so well. And Teddy Bridgewater's – people call him a game-managing quarterback. I don't think he is. I think he just runs that style where he uses everyone to their advantage just about as well as anybody else right now. Yeah. Teddy's Teddy's a um, – he's a capable starter, man. Like, is, mm-hmm. And that's the thing. If their surroundings around him are good, like Teddy's going to play above the line. 
Uh, I think like the Carolina thing was just kind of always a weird, a little bit of a clunky fit. Um, just didn't, you know, they were in a lot of, Carolina was in a lot of close games last year and them not being able to pull those out at the end, um, I think gave the fan base and kind of ownership um, a lot of questions toward Teddy, like, would he be that guy, you know, ball in his hands, two minutes left, like, can he get the job done? And just because of the way things transpired last year, um, that's what kind of what led to the trade for Denver. But it's kind of interesting um, to see him play so well early on. Like, hopefully he stays healthy um, to see, like, what kind of happens. Because I think he's in a he's in the last year of his deal. I think he's got one year left. So he's going to be a guy that Denver's going to have a decision to make on to whether they want to commit to him long term. Yeah, definitely. I think it's an easier decision for him, though, than it is for a guy like Drew Locke. I mean, I was, not, yeah. I was always like – yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's just – I think – I don't know why. Like, maybe it's the dancing on the sidelines thing. Like, people were just like, that guy's got some swag. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's cool, man. I do the same thing in the grocery store. I'm not signing with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, no. Nah, that's the thing with Locke. Is Locke Locke's kind of fun to watch because, like, Locke has no – um he has, like, arrogant arm strength, like that term that, mm -hmm. like, the draft community is using now. Like, dude has a cannon. But that's the thing. Oh, yeah. is like, he does not understand what, what – like, no window is untouchable for Drew Locke. Like he'll he'll throw into just some awful awful windows, even throws that he can't make. So, oh, yeah, um, they I made a good fair. decision to start Teddy, in my opinion. We would have oh, won this fair. weekend if if Drew Lock plays. Let's just yeah, yeah. I said that, that last night. Game, Lock the, my my predictions last night were if the if Drew Lock plays, it's the Steelers game easy. I'm putting all my money on it. Actually, uh, let me ask this: When we go back to the wide receivers, the Steelers are dealing with injuries, and Cam Sutton. I mean, I don't think anybody realized this coming into the season, but losing Cam Sutton might be the biggest blow the Steelers could possibly take. At one point, it was Jameer Jones and Derek Tushka playing outside linebacker. Not as big of a loss as not having Cam Sutton on the field this week. Did 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 or um not did? How big of a challenge is it for a guy like James Pierre? Justin Lane will probably get some. And do the Steelers have the capabilities of slowing these wide receivers down without Sutton out there? I mean, I think you're going to see even more of what you saw in the past couple of weeks, which is going to be a lot of zone coverage. Um, I think it does probably – it's going to be interesting to see if it does restrict their ability to kind of like blitz and put pressure on the quarterback too. Uh, just because, like, I, I think they've just been trying to really protect these corners, man. I just don't think that they trust them out there on man coverage. The Steelers don't have the personnel right now to really live in that, in that kind of realm of where we're just going to man up against the other team's receiver just because – they really lack speed on the outside. Like you look at Hayden, he's an older guy, Pierre, like, you know, he's more of that like tall physical type corner. They don't really have, you know, Sutton, not an, not a crazy athlete. Um, but, um, reading Zach's comments, <laughs> funny. Uh, but you know, I think it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, man. It's gonna be a big test for them because like I said, this, this Denver receiver group is really underrated. I feel like, um, especially I haven't seen a lot of talk on Twitter about like worrying about them. And I'm, I'm looking, I'm freaking out. Like I'm watching the tape and I just don't like our matchups for that. So I think you're going to see a lot of like zone coverage and trying to protect those guys. Um, maybe you see a guy like Arthur Millette more. I was going to say with Sutton now, at least, you know, like we saw a little bit last week, um, what Millette gives you instead of a guy like Norwood or even Sutton, I think he, he just works really well downhill. He kind of, little bit Mike Hilton-ish where you can do some blitz and things and he's good against the run and things like that. So um, I think that might be um, 
that might be a, an area where they can use him. Smitty's saying he's a big Tim Patrick fan. I, Tim Patrick's a baller, man. He might be one of the best wide receiver fours in the league. That's what I'm saying. Tim Patrick, when all those guys were playing at the beginning of the season, I was like, there's no way Tim Patrick makes it past. There's no way he makes it to, to Pittsburgh. Like, he should have been yeah. traded weak. He should have been traded heading into the season. And yeah. they, they released somebody else that was also – I don't even remember who it was. But my dad, like I was telling you before the show, my dad's a big Denver Broncos fan. This is a big week for my my family group chat. A lot of smack. Yeah, um, but I, he tells me, I mean, I've been a Tim Patrick fan since he came in the league because all he does is talk about Tim Patrick, loves Tim Patrick. And then there's this other guy, I don't remember who it was, but he was their wide receiver five, who was just as good in his opinion. That's who they're looking up against. I agree. I think it is going to be a lot of zone coverage. I think it's a lot of Arthur Millette this week, but I was going to touch on that. I think Arthur Millette was outstanding last week. I mean, there were moments he's still very... I don't want to say unreliable, but he's very questionable in coverage still. I, I don't know how much I trust him against some of these guys, but he played the run as well as anybody has this season at the nickel position or in the slot. I think that's got to be a thing moving forward. It could be big because pressure on Teddy Bridgewater changes a lot. You you oh, yeah. quarterback, you don't really you, you for one doesn't give the wide receivers any time to beat a cornerback if you got to get the ball out of the pocket quicker than or sooner rather than later. Does that mean that that's how you stop Teddy Bridgewater? No, not a chance. You don't stop Cortland yeah. Sutton with TJ Watt. That's not how that works. James Pierre could be in for a rough one. On the other side of the football, we'll we'll jump into this one. We'll, we'll start with this question here. Getting Haskins on the field. Ben Roethlisberger is dealing with – he doesn't have a hip. He doesn't have a peck. His left tit's gone. Everybody's calling for him to be benched at this point. It's not going to happen. Right. He's probably going to play this week. When you look at the the Steelers' offense and their struggles, especially with Ben Roethlisberger, how concerning is it this week against the Denver Broncos? And before you even answer that, give me a little bit of of what the Steelers can expect from this Denver Broncos defense. Yeah, I mean, as far as from the Broncos, um, like you look at any of the measurables um, from where they stand this year. I mean, they're they're one of the top defenses in the league. I, getting Von Miller back, I mean that's that's not just, you know, his on the play um, resume, but, you know, he's one of the leaders for that team. You look at their, their second in points per drive, seventh or fourth in yards per drive, um, 11th in turnover percentage. They draft, they, instead of taking a quarterback, they drafted uh, who I thought was the best corner in the, in the draft last year, Patrick Sertan, um, a guy that's like 6'2", 210, really physical, but he can also run, he's fluid. Uh, can get up at the line of scrimmage and win. Um, they got a Where good secondary. I think they number two ever. It is. I hate. I hate. I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a homer. I guess, and maybe I'm just old, but I hate the single digits. On, the like, only one I like is Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons, number eight. Yeah, he's kind of a weird. I, I like yeah. that one, but I feel like yeah. he's like that weird hybrid position. Like he doesn't really count. You know what I mean? Besides yeah. that, like Trayvon weird, Dig, like every time he picks off the ball, I'm like, dude, you're wearing seven, man. That shouldn't even count. Yeah. Like, it's like no. a, the same thing I, I saw. There's a tight end for uh, no. Liberty last year that I was watching that was wearing zero. I'm, Not a this year was wearing zero. I'm like, dude, stop. But <laughs> no, I mean, I love uh, Denver safeties too. I mean, everybody knows about Justin Simmons. You know, he's one of the top paid players in the league on that side of the ball. But um, I think Kareem Jackson is yep. like, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the entire league. And I've thought that really for a couple of years now, like his move to safety, 
And that kind of Fangio quarter scheme um, has been a seamless one. Like he's, he's so good, man. Like he, he lets them do a lot of things on defense that I just don't think they would be capable of doing without him. So starts up front kind of with Vaughn, um, but they've got, they've got some studs in the secondary, man. They're going to get Ronald Darby back, which he's a little up and down to me, but um, Bryce Callahan, the slot. I mean, they've, they've got, they've got a lot of guys. There's a lot of talent over there. So, be interested to see what the Steelers can do, man. They they they're not really clicking on offense. That's what I'm going with this one. Uh, what can the Steelers do against these guys? Like I'm a, I'm with you, and I think that a lot of people underlook how good this Denver Broncos defense is. It's no surprise, yeah. <laughs> or it's no secret yeah. that the offense is struggling right now. I mean, they've been pretty good against the run too. Like you saw the Steelers take a step forward last week in the run game and on the offensive line, but um. I just I think this front for Denver is better. Yeah, I think the front for Denver is better than what we saw last week. Um, and I also, I mean, I just I think Denver was weak in some areas that the Steelers could exploit, like with the off coverage. And I also think they just don't have without Zadarius Smith, they just don't didn't have the talent up front to really dominate. But mm-hmm. Denver is a little different because they do they they do if the Steelers offensive line kind of regresses to the mean or what what they were in weeks one through three, they could be in for a long day. But you know it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I, I'm excited to see the Steelers weapons like kind of match up against these uh, these Broncos corners too. Like I think that's gonna be a heavyweight fight. So hopefully we get some more. Uh, I was gonna say. Deontay. It's going to be a lot of Deontay, but they might not have. I mean, Chase Claypool is probably going to end up questionable. I would guess that James Washington's probably a a long shot to play since he got hurt. It's going to be a lot of Deontay, but Deontay on certain will be cool. I think that'll be a good matchup, fun to watch. Oh, yeah. 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 Hey, we we called that too. Like, if if y'all were listening to the show last week, we we talked talked Deontay versus Jair, and then first, what was it, like fifth play of the game or something like that. We saw it, so it's pretty cool. Derek the Kid Fridays. It's not like you know we don't know what we're talking about over here. There's a reason that we have a special kid. (laughs) Derek the Kid. Let me ask this. Ben is like like we said at the beginning of this one. Actually, let's let's jump over to Colleen Wallace real quick. Mm -hmm. Answer this one. Settle everybody down a little bit. Do you think the Steelers' season's over? They're only two games behind the division. No, I don't think it is. No, is their season over right now? No, I mean. They've got a big chance right here over the next – I mean, they play four of the next five at home, um, but they've got two games until the bye. I think, you know, there's got to be some level of optimism. Like, say that, say if they were to win these next two games, I mean, you're right back in the thick of things. I mean, I don't I don't know about you guys, but I was optimistic. I was trying to be optimistic and predicted them not win. So, that's – I mean, we would pretty much be on course for that if mm-hmm. you win the next two. So, I, I mean, I think there needs to be – a very big sense of urgency but panic um we're really close with the offense i think but like as far as you know with the team just not being having any chance of making the plus i think we have to wait at least until this sunday's over and probably next and then you go into the buy and you kind of think about what what you're looking at for the rest of the way if you even got a shot or not or if, so, yeah if you're looking at quarterbacks more than you are the rest of the season we'll figure that out in there. weeks but right now, yeah, we're already there. We're already there. I gave you a shout-out yesterday, actually. That was – if you guys haven't checked out Derek's quarterback rundown for the Steelers' next quarterback, you should because I he pitched it to me, and I was like, yeah, man, no doubt. And I thought we were getting four options here, nothing. It's every single option the Steelers could possibly go after, 
And every single one of them I want. I think everybody else wants to. Teddy Bridgewater's on that list, actually. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, or real quick, Colleen, the Steelers' season's far from over, like you said. They got to these, these two games. Russell Wilson might not even play next season or next week. That's a huge, huge advantage for the Steelers, even if the Seattle Seahawks are probably still a little bit better offensively than the Steelers. You don't have Russell Wilson. I don't know how good you are at all. That could be a win. Denver Broncos could definitely be a win. It, it might be a stretch right now to say because they're pretty healthy and looking good, but it could happen. There's still a lot of optimism left on this team. Sell the team as around the four and two says. Ben Roethlisberger. He doesn't have a peck. He now doesn't have a hip. If you ask him, he's not even going to show you because he's going to make your stomach upset. It's going to freak you out. That's what he said. It's how black and blue it is. So it's got to be bad. What goes into this? We talked a little bit beforehand. Ben's mechanics are a disaster right now. How much worse can they possibly get if you don't have a hip and you're you're a quarterback trying to throw a football with one arm with one peck? Yeah, I get it. It's the left side, but that's still got hurt. Yeah, I mean, um, the peck injury is. That, I mean, it's more of a pain tolerance thing, and it is going to hurt like as he throws, but not a huge issue, at least from my opinion. Um, not a doctor, but I don't think that's a huge issue. The hip, it really just depends. Like, are we talking like a bone bruise? Are we talking like a muscle thing? Um, Black and blue like a, and would make you sick yeah, to your stomach. That's I mean, what it is. I mean, it kind of just depends. But, like, you can definitely tell. Um, I mean, obviously, we can tell Ben's age has shown up early in the early portions of this season. But, you know, like, like we talked about, his mechanics. And, like, you know, when you're going through injuries, it kind of does force things like out of whack a little bit, maybe more even so than they already are. Mm -hmm. uh, because Ben's mechanics, like we talked about it, like for when he was off for that entire year, 2019, like with his elbow, um, I don't see, I mean, there has been a physical deterioration, like in terms of his mobility and like the arm isn't as strong, but I still think it's like, you know, I mean, it's strong enough. His, the, his main problems right now, are his lower body mechanics are all out of whack. I mean, he's not pointing towards his target. You know, he's just, he's not getting set on his throws. He, he looks really antsy in the pocket. Like his internal clock is just forever sped up. He has no trust in his offensive line. So there's, um, he also mentioned in the post game on Sunday, I believe that like there were times where he was dropping his elbow, which he was. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of things that go into that, um, that are kind of contributing to his, you know, kind of poor starts of the season. So um, I was happy to hear him at least at, like talk about his lower body mechanics because Ben's always been a guy that just like, I think, I think people misunderstand it. Like, oh, he doesn't care about mechanics. Like I think Ben's just been, when you do something for 20 years at the level he's been doing it at, that stuff just comes naturally. And then when you miss a year of football, um, it throws like kind of that routine off. And then when you get older, and your physical talents kind of start to regress, like that stuff's even more important because you don't have the, you know, that crazy bazooka arm strength anymore. You don't have the legs that you can run around like crazy, like Tomlin talked about in his presser this week. So all that stuff gets more kind of critical as you get older. And like right now, that's what's failing him more than anything is just the mechanical aspect of it. So um, it's fixable, but it does. It is harder when you're not, you know, healthy. I don't know what percent he'd probably say he's at, but that's got to be low. I mean, you look at the hip, you're gonna get sick. 
That's what yeah. we're so it can't <laughs> be good. Tomlin, I, I will agree with you. Tomlin said it on Tuesday that the only thing really that Ben has an issue that you cannot fix right now is his mobility. You can't fix the physical deterioration that comes with being 39 years old and getting hit as much as he has. And as we watch the film more and more, you kind of realize like he's kind of right. Like, and don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that Ben's in a position to instantly be better, but it does put Ben in a position to get better, which is very hopeful compared to what the narrative was six, seven days ago that Ben's just done. He's just washed up. When you you go back and look, maybe he's not, I mean, he's done. Don't get me wrong. This is the last ride for Ben Roethlisberger, but there are things that could turn him into a solid quarterback the biggest thing is he's got to trust his offensive line because you can't get set if you're freaking out about the four guys, five guys in front of you as soon yeah. as you snap the ball. Yeah, and that's like kind of the frustrating part, man, is like I think that he's just – with him getting hit so much early in the season, you could definitely tell like he's he's thinking a lot back there. And I think yeah. there's been times where he's been trying to do too much and then there's been times where like he's just been reluctant to – see his reads through because he's trying to get the ball out so quick because he's trying to avoid, you know, taking a sack or a bad player turning the ball over. Uh, but, like, that's the thing about – I think the Steelers, like, offense – and this maybe this is me just being too optimistic, but I think we're really close to, like, rock bottom. Like, we're not there yet, but we're really close. But I think, like, it has been a perfect storm of, like, bad things that have happened. The receiver carousel of – injuries you know his right tackle not been there Ben's played about as bad as we've ever seen him play for the first month of the season but you look at things and this is just how the NFL goes but they're really only like one or two plays man away from like being really close to at least the level of offense that we expected like you know if he hits one of those plays that you do he hits one of those plays to Juju and I might have muted you. I don't know why you muted yourself. When he hits one of those plays to Juju and then the field goal doesn't get called back, Steelers win that football game. That's where we're at. Derek's muted. We got some technical difficulties coming on. Nah, it's my it's my AirPods for some reason. AirPods are tweaking out. Technical difficulties. Yeah. No, but that's the thing. If, if Juju can just get um, – like if he catches one of those balls, like we're probably looking at a different game. And like – the first throw was, you know, six inches off. The second throw, they were a little bit out of sync, like Ben let him too far to the inside. It's those plays, if they can just hit on a little – like they're going to have to hit on some of those plays that are given to them, and they're just not right now. So um, it's not beyond fixable. It's just their margin for error just because Ben's not the level of talent that he used to be. He's not that, like, guy that can elevate others. And you have a young, inexperienced, like kind of struggling offensive line – um, like those things kind of reduce your margin for error. And there's just, there's not one right now. So they have to make those plays. And then when they don't, you see things like what happened about green Bay lose the game. So I agree. And I think Denver comes down to stuff pretty much just like that. I think the Steelers could walk, walk away with a win in this game. They are one point favorites, which yeah. is where I'm going to ask you, because that's how we end Derek, the kid Fridays, Fridays with Derek, the kid Steelers at home. Denver Broncos, week five. Some are calling this a must win. I think that some of us agree a little bit that one and four and two and three are totally different league. Totally different league. Steelers are one point favorites. What's your prediction for this week? Let me let me go back to back. Let me ask, let me ask two questions here. Second prediction. Do you think Najee Harris gets over 80 yards against the Broncos? And 
What's your prediction for the game? Are we talking total yards? No, no, no. He could easily end up with 100 receiving yards. That does not count. I don't. <laughs> give me the under on the rushing uh, for sure. Um, for sure. Man, this is a game that I really want to – like, I know Teddy's been good. Um, I also I also want to point this out, and I do want to admit that, like, Denver is a good – is a quality team, and I'm by no means trying to dismiss them. Their opening schedule was the Giants, the Jags, um, <laughs> and the Jets. And they do again, have the easiest schedule in football. It's the National Football League, and they're not, they're, there are no easy wins. But, like, that's a pretty good start in comparison to what some other teams have started with. So, I do, I do want to say that, like, you know, if I could trust the defense to be – what we thought they were as far as like an elite, like top three, top five unit that's going to be able to carry this teams and keep, carry this team and get keep them in games. I'd pick the Steelers, but like I kind of know the offense is going to struggle. Like I just don't know. I don't know when that's going to turn around or if it does. But man, like they would have gotten a 40 ball put put on them last week against Green Bay if that game was even close. So like I don't have a I don't have that trust that they're going to be able to keep Denver in that, like, 23, 24-point range to even give the Steelers a shot. Like, I'll take uh, – I guess I'll take Denver, like, 24 24-20, uh, I guess is what I'm going to say. 24-20, that was my prediction, too. I think it's close, but I just don't – I just don't – I don't have trust in the defense yet, and the offense – Offense is just bad. Like, but that's my that's kind of my (laughs) that's kind of my point. The offense is bad and they've got a lot of issues, but the defense should not be this bad. Think about how different the defense is if James Pierre works out. Like if James Pierre is good through four games, think about this defense. It's a totally different defense. Like a totally 100 You don't have to move Minka everywhere because Minka's trying to do way too much right now. You don't have to trust seventh round pick Trey Norwood at all. Arthur Millette, I don't even know who Arthur Millette is at yeah. this point in the season. You know what I mean? You got no yeah. worries. Yeah, I mean they 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 gambled there. And I mean, you know, he he's got talent to where he could like turn it around and start to play better. I just think like um the big the big storylines for me on defense is obviously the injuries. I mean that's definitely a factor. Um but Minka man he's 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 capable of playing so much better than he's playing right now. He's just not playing like the guy that we expect him to be. You know, they dropped two interceptions last week too. He dropped one of them from Rogers. That was a gift um, and overthrow over the middle. I mean, that's a safety's dream. Those are plays that Mink has made um, since he's been here and he's just not making them this year. And I think that's definitely a storyline that, it's concerning, um, but I'm not worried about Mika Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's going to get it figured out. It's just, again, with the margin for error, and we knew that this offense, even under the best circumstances, was probably going to be an average offense. Like, their their recipe to win in this year, elite defense, average offense, you're mm-hmm. getting to the playoffs. Yeah. Right now, they have an average defense and a, a abysmal offense. <laughs> um, so, it's I mean, that's the recipe they're right. having for. Yeah, I mean, that's just where they're at. And, like, until either the offense gets better or the defense gets better, I mean, you can't really expect different results. So I'm I'm not going to pick the Steelers until they, they, they prove to me that they're capable of doing it again like they were against Buffalo. 
I think even if they lose this one and there's no Russell Wilson next week, me, you, and Donnie got some difficult decisions to make when it comes to our predictions. Man, we not losing to Geno Smith in primetime. Yeah, you never know. We lose – the Steelers lose to Geno Smith in primetime. That's I'm when, out. Hang it up. Everybody out there who's like, is it over? It's over after that. There's no point. Yeah, I'm going to be on all Seahawks talk <laughs> the Sunday after. We're done, yo. We're coming in in Geno Smith jerseys. Yeah. Just from everywhere. They definitely still saw him over there in the good old West Virginia. Thank you, everybody, for jumping on to a, another episode of All Steelers Talk. Fridays with Derek the Kid. I'm Noah Strackbein. That's Derek Bell. Make sure to check us out on Twitter. Oh, I almost called you at Derek the Kid, but it's now at Steelers underscore DB and at Noah Strack. And we will see you next week.